The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily. NFL Podcast. I'm Will I'm your host. Week 16, best bets. Week 16. Insane. We're already here. It's beginning to look a lot like Priscomus. Pete Prisco and RJ White joining me. Yeah, because I'm the most festive human being there is. <laughs> but I'm as cold as the bomb cyclone right now. Oh, I'm ice, man. I'm, I'm like, I've sort of written off the year as far as picks because I'm not sober back on anybody at this point. If there if there was any person that I would imagine actually celebrates Festivus, it'd be Pete. The airing, <laughs> the airing of grievances. <laughs> we were wrestling um, people I, that you disagree with. Yeah. Brady, Brady mean, Quinn so was like, um, was ca- yesterday on the on this podcast, of course, of the Brady Quinn football show, was uh, casting um, the Chris, uh, I guess, Scrooge. We were doing Scrooge. Like, uh, Breach would be Tiny Tim. Um, and we were trying to decide, like, uh, is, is Pete, am I Scrooge or is Pete Scrooge? And I said that Wilson could possibly be Scrooge. And Brady was like, Wilson's like the nicest guy. I don't know why you guys say he's so grumpy. I'm like, because he's, he's just nice to you. He's like kissing your ass. Who would you be? Would you be, would you be uh, Scrooge or would you be like, I don't know. I know what it was. I was like, I was like, can you imagine how terrifying Pete would be as a ghost of like a Christmas past? If like Pete showed up and like, 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 like torn up flip flops and like a like shredded shirt. It was like, oh, like, like it changed. Oh my God. You'd be a petrifying ghost. Well, does it scare you? Good. Then I'll be that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, I was saying I'm so cold that I was on the wrong end of the Patriots play the other day. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I think I might have been too. Um, so uh, we got some weather this weekend. A lot of weather. When you're making your bets, that's coming to play. I'm certain it'll come into play. RJ, uh, by the way, if you, if you – there are eight games, I think, affected on the nine if you count – the Thursday night game that we don't talk about because we record on Thursdays and this goes into the podcast machine on Fridays. Um, highly recommend you go to cbsports.com and check out 
I've got it open, but I don't know what it's actually called. Uh, it just in a, just Google NFL NFL Week 16 weather. RJ, Chris Towers, and, and Doug Clawson did a great job of breaking down the games from a betting and fantasy perspective that are coming to play. I mean, it's going to matter a ton this weekend, right, RJ? Not, I mean, obviously from like fantasy, it's going to be a huge difference maker because you're gonna you're gonna make decisions based on some of these weather matchups. Like I have a Geno Smith, and I could pick up Gardner Minshew who's going to be playing indoors. Like that's the, I mean, that's the move to make, right? Yeah, you could do that. I think Gardner's pretty, pretty good bet here. I mean, that game probably isn't going to be too bad and it's going to be cold, but it's not, it's not going to be that windy um, in Kansas city. So yeah, I, I looked, that wasn't going to be bad in that game. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't worry too much about that one. So would you go Gardner or Gina Smith? That's, that's my long winded way of asking like a fantasy question. Uh, probably Gina. Okay. Me too. Um, okay. Good enough. But yeah, check out that check out that guide. It's a complete guide to how games will be impacted by the winter storm, the bomb cyclone. There's gonna be some. I, I love, I love, I love weather games. Um, I don't. Love I hate them. I hate them. Really? Yeah, it ruins football. I, what I don't love is this this uh, this like every three years where like every game lands on like Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Like okay, it really like eight fifteen game on Christmas Eve. Come on, show a little respect to Jesus, Goodell. What are you doing, pal? It seems like every year for the last five we've had games, but it's really only been a couple of years. Uh, yeah, I know. That's true. Um, last week, we didn't do so hot. Oh, RJ, two and four. Me, two, five and one. And Pete, one, three and one. You guys are still uh, 10 for RJ or 11 for Pete above 500. I'm five below 500. I, I would like to get my best bets above 500 for the year. That would be my goal. That's my my Christmas Eve uh, resolution or New Year's New Year's resolution, whatever you want to call it. We'll start with Giants and Vikings. Vikings minus four, over under 48. The last time we saw the Vikings, Pete, they were, well, they were down 33 points at halftime to Jeff Saturday and the Colts on a Saturday. Jeff Saturday, by the way, fun fact, only coach in, in, in NFL history named Saturday to give up a 33-point lead on a Saturday. I mean... Jeez, you really went out. <laughs> the only coach ever give up a thirty-three point lead. Uh, do you think that they can? Uh, do you think the Vikings can get over that? Can roll that momentum into a good game here? No. Oh no, I do not. I, I think it's going to be a close game. Remember when they went to Buffalo and won that game? They came home and got whacked by the Cowboys. Mm. Um, I just think the Giants will hang around in this game. The Giants are playing better on defense. Those, those pass rushers are starting to get to the quarterback. Thibodeau is playing well. Uh, and I don't think the Vikings defense is good. And Daniel Jones had a good game last week. I, I think they'll hang around in this game. And if you're going to give me over a field goal, I'm going to take it. I'll take the Giants plus the four. Best bet. Yeah, Minnesota had an awesome comeback win, but their defense struggles against any competent pass offense. Now you can make qualms whether the Giants have a competent pass offense. They've topped 200 pass yards three times all year. But I think Dayball is the X factor there, and he knows how to attack defenses. You have this massive weakness on your defense. I think he could take advantage of that, scheme up some things to do. To, to have success there. And the Giants struggle versus NFC East. They are 1-3-1 and one straight up against the NFC East this year, 7-2 and two outside the division. So maybe it's just that facing these Eagles and, and Cowboys, these tough defenses, they're not going to be a, a, as bad when they go on the on the road or go somewhere or go outside the division and play a weaker defense like this. Power ratings for me say the line should be Minnesota minus 5, but I'm at the point that I can't play Minnesota when they're ever over 3. So my lean at 4, at four is the Giants. I do like Pete's play there. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about two teams that love to play one-score games. And, you know, the the Vikings, it's weird. We get crap on every Sunday night. We get crap for kind of questioning the Vikings for being, whether or not the Vikings are like a great team. And, and I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's like 
they're what are they 10 and 0 in one score games i mean you don't that's not sustainable whether it's even if it's nine and oh it's not sustainable so it's not like we're saying the vikings are bad clearly they're good they've got they've got Kirk cousins playing really well justin jefferson is a monster probably gonna win offensive player of the year um you know, Dalvin Cook's having a very underrated season. Garrett Bradbury, my guy, playing well. Um, defense not so great, but like this, you can't just can't win that many one score games without biting you in the ass at some point. The Giants love to keep things close. If you give me four points with the Giants, absolutely, I'll take it. I think people will look at the the records here and and and, and lean on the lean on the uh, the, the Vikings. But as Pete mentioned, the pass rusher for the Giants, Kayvon Thibodeau, man, he looks he is legit. That dude is a pro. He was the, he was the best pass rusher in the draft. He was, but uh, he had fake attitude problems apparently. So I'll take Giants too. Not a best bet. Falcons at the Ravens. Ravens minus seven over under thirty six. Desmond Ritter, Snoop Huntley. A total of twenty five plays run in this game, maybe Pete. Yeah, and and I just think this is a bad spot for Ritter. I mean, I. I I like the Ravens. I don't have them as a best bet, but I do have them uh, as a teaser, or I did was going to put them. Yeah, I got them as a teaser down to one. Uh, now it's a half on our line, but, um, or is it? It's one because we had it. We get seven. one. Yeah. We've locked it yeah. up. Yeah. So I, I take the Ravens minus one. I just don't think Ritter played well last week, and this is a better defense on the road. The conditions are going to be bad. And um, I know his offensive line has been much improved, but I think this is a bad matchup for him. So I'll take uh, the Ravens as part of the first part of my teaser minus one. Yeah, the line is seven, seven and a half, I think was too high with Lamar trending out again. Um, we've seen that Huntley, while competent, is not going to throw up a ton of points on the board. Baltimore's offense ran all over Cleveland. They still threw 30 passes in that game. It was a terrible game plan for them. So I, I, I'm not con- convinced they'll come into this game and do the right thing. Um, but Ritter did zero as a passer versus the Saints, and Baltimore's rush defense is elite, so I don't know how Atlanta scores in this game. Uh, Atlanta is easier to throw on than pass or to run on than pass, but Baltimore's pass offense is not dangerous. So I, I don't know that they're going to get anything in the past game. Atlanta's defense 11th in rush yards per play. So I think I have to expect that, uh, that, that they're going to run more coming in windy conditions here. It's going to be pretty windy. I like the under early in the week when it was 37 and a half, it's trended downward now at 35 and a half. The better play to me is to play the Baltimore team total under 21 and a half. So I have that mm. as a best bet there. It's still at that number, even though the spread is ticked down to six and a half. Uh, Atlanta has held their last three opponents to 21 or less and Baltimore's offense. Isn't that dangerous? So I think Baltimore is going to have trouble scoring above 21 in this game. I, it's hard to imagine 21 points. Like the Falcons like love to drag people down in terms of plays run too. So it, it is hard to imagine a, a bunch of plays happening. I mean, 35 and a half. I, I would, I think I would lean towards the under there too, but I don't know how you can take. That's so freaking low. 35 and a half in an NFL game in 2022. Uh, Snoop Huntley, by the way, officially starting uh, per John Harbaugh. What's the weather going to be like there? It's, it's not going to be as bad, right? I think um, they had been saying around 10 to 20 mile per hour winds, so that wouldn't be as bad. But, um, you know, we're trending upward in that situation. So we'll see if it gets up to the 20 mile per hour range where you start to look at it as being pretty, you know, limiting. I, I mean, both of these teams, it's like they're like, oh, 20 mile per hour wind. You mean we have to run the ball 75 times each? Sounds fantastic. I, I don't think we, I mean, what do you, what are the, I don't know if we haven't, they're probably not up yet because it's, it's just, we record this on Thursday, but what do you think the player props will be for, pass attempts for uh Huntley and, and Ritter. I mean like I mean neither one's going to be above 20, I don't think. Right, like 17 and a half. I mean the, it, this the, the problem is like you have questionable situations at quarterback like this and you could end up getting 
you know, fumbles, picks, like stuff, you know, something goes to the house the other way, and that's how you end up getting the over. The, the total goes over, like, sl- you know, sloppy weather, bad things happen. Um, good fact to know the, the Falcons haven't won a game with a kickoff temperature of 25 degrees or cool, colder since 1966 against the Vikings at uh, Metropolitan Stadium. How was, how was that as a stadium, Pete? I never was in that stadium. <laughs> I can promise you that. I was in the other dump that they had in between, though. God, uh, many a time. Can you imagine being in there when, like, what if that, what if that roof had crashed, like in, in, oh. like during, during a game? That's, really, I, that's like one of the underrated, like sneaky, um, like it, there's, there's been a billion bizarre moments of, in, in the NFL, but like I remember, I just remember it was like Jay Glazer comes on for Fox thing. He's like, we've got video of the roof collapsing in the in the metrodome from the snow and you see it and you're like oh my god can like imagine if that game had been going on i remember i was in was it the rca dome in indy before they built the rca new dome one? yeah yeah and this it sounded like the weather was so bad outside it sounded like that roof was going to blow off one day we were it was getting a little hair it was after the game but it was getting bad in there um 10 straight games for the falcons lost in cold weather uh, nothing here for me Either Saints at Browns, Browns minus two and a half. Wait, oh wait, you were hoping that there was a smaller total than 35 and a half? Well, you're in luck. 32. 32 is the total in this game. I don't, I, I don't re- remember. Is this a, is this the, what's the lowest total you recall off the top of your head? I mean, 32 is insane, Pete. It, it, it is insane, but it, and what the weather's supposed to be really bad there, though, right? That's supposed to be one of the places where the weather's bad. I believe, yeah, the weather is going to be bad in Cleveland. Look, looking per. at like 30, 30 mile per hour winds, it looks like um, yeah. getting close to that. And that's sustained. Then you get the gust higher than that. You know, it could be as high as 56. Yeah, it's would... going to be worse than that Buffalo game last year. Yeah. Well, and remember, we, we've seen stretches like this in Cleveland where, like, it doesn't matter if you've got Dan Marino. And Josh Allen playing on the like, like you're not cutting through the wind that's coming off of that lake. And we've seen it before, where it's just I think uh, there was like th- a three game stretch a few years ago where there was really bad weather in Cleveland, and it was like six to three finals. You know, and so I mean, but what do you what you worry about here is like if a turnover or something, then you can right. get beat by that on that thing. But I, I'm going to take Cleveland here. I, I think you know, even though Chubb is he's questionable, right? I mean, he might not go. He's so that's always. Is he cleared? They yeah, said- he, didn't, he didn't practice the first few days of the week, but the, the injury report came out just before he came on, and they said he was cleared. Okay, because uh, I, I think they're just going to pound it. And uh, the Saints don't do anything to me in terms of what they do on offense. Um, running the ball, they're not a power team. Kamara can run the ball, but they're not a power team. So I, I, I'm going to lean to the Browns here, minus the three. I don't love this game at all. I think this is this is a repulsive – this will be if, – if it ends up 6-3, it wouldn't surprise – or 7-3, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, we sent this out. It was two and a half and 32 and a half. I put best bet under 32 and a half. Love, get, love getting Saints at plus three if you can get it, which is where it is right now. Cold and incredibly windy should mean a 12-9 type of game to me. Um, New Orleans outdoors, their best outdoor game uh, for offense was 16 points at Tampa. They've had 14, 13, 10, and zero outdoors this year. So they average around 10 points a game. Uh, Cleveland's offense, two touchdowns in three games with Watson at quarterback. So you put this in like pristine conditions, it might not get to 30, just with the way these offenses are playing. <laughs> they might um, get 32 in the Superdome. <laughs> right. So, I mean, the, and the New Orleans has a weak conventional rushing attack. They aren't using Kamar as much as they should. They're, they've been 
been doing better at that, I think, lately. But I think in this game, they play Taysom Hill a ton. It just makes sense to put him back there, let him run around, let him do some things where you don't have to throw the ball a ton with him at quarterback. It's going to be Pete's favorite game of the week to watch. He gets to watch the gimmick, you know, at quarterback for a ton. Oh. And uh, and I think that'll help him out. And Chubb, Chubb's going to play. Foot injury might still limit him. Uh, so I played the under 32 and a half. I think if you want to wait just to make sure the conditions hold, you could do that because you can't make it low enough. I think it's just a terrible game for scoring. I also put at two and a half the Saints in two teasers. I have three teams I like teasing this week. So I have three teasers. Um, New Orleans and Tampa is one teaser. Rams and New Orleans is another teaser. And then obviously the other two legs we can talk about later. Oh, I see. That sounds like a desperate man with all the teasers this week. Just got to do it. He's low totals. He's bad weather. I mean, you just, I'm going to kick myself if I don't do it. And all these games finish low total with low totals finish under the, uh, I, I wish we had the, uh, I'll try and find it before the chiefs game, but the, uh, the photo of Pete, uh, covering the, uh, for CBS sports HQ, covering the chiefs playoff game in, in the snow. <laughs> you know, what's amazing though, is that actually was the second, the first playoff game that year that I went to there. And the following week was the championship game, I think. And the championship game was 10 times colder than that one. That just so happened that we were doing that, and it was snowing outside. It was a little windy. The championship game didn't have as much snow, right? No, it didn't have any snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freezing. It was absolutely freezing. Yeah. It's weird how Kansas City, like, I don't think, I mean, I don't think you generally think of Kansas City as, like, a place where it's good. You know, I don't know. I mean, like, you know, it's not like, it's not like was Buffalo. Really- I don't think of Kansas City as a place that gets really, really, really cold. You know what's funny, though? The three coldest games I've ever done. The ice bowl. <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> Ding! Got me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was a six-year-old in the stands. <laughs> no, um, did you go to the ice bowl? No. The three <laughs> coldest games I ever did were that Chiefs game, which was brutal. The Giants-Packers championship game was that the championship game yeah that one was freezing out that day that wasn't the champ was that the championship game yeah remember when uh when Coughlin's face was all red oh yeah 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 that was, that, was uh, that was the divisional round I think divisional round and then the next one was um remember the Titans Patriots played a night playoff game years ago that was brutal those are the three coldest it's on Buffalo and Denver and all the other places and they were never that cold, but those were the three worst. Mm. Um. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know where we. Well, we're in the weather. We're in weather mode. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying you're, you're wrong here. I just. I just completely lost track of. You're on Saints Browns. You have a pick for Saints Browns. Uh, I do not have anything. I, I would probably tell you on that under. I mean, like, you know, what? I'm going to tell you on the under because, like, I, I'll, I'll find the oh, three no. games. Oh no, RJ! I, I'm fine. I won't tell you on the under. I'll tell you on the under. No, no, I, no. I will. I will. I will privately. I look. I will be betting that under. Because I there was there, I remember there's a three game stretch in late November, like two or three years ago, where we got crazy weather in Cleveland. You can't do anything, and I think like they built that stadium. This is very Brownsy. They built that stadium like like the opposite direction that you should build it to avoid the weather. They basically built it and like created a wind tunnel, and so like you can't you can't do anything if there's really bad weather in Cleveland. So yeah, suppo- um, supposedly right now the way the wind's looking is that it's going to run parallel to the stadium. So you're going to have it's like that it's just like that Bills Patriots game last year where one team is going to be going directly into the wind and the other's going to be going with it, you know. And so you might get some long field goals that hit, but then you're probably going to have some overthrows, but that's as of now, 48 hours from now, I mean it shifts a little bit and then all sure. of a sudden it's a crosswind. So Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Bengals at Patriots. A little bit of weather here as well. Patriots are 
ice cold speaking of weather and the Bengals, the, the Patriots are just like, I don't, I don't know. how you, I mean, it's crazy, man. The Patriots are a poorly coached football team. And it, it's not surprising because they employ Matt Patricia as their offensive coordinator, and Joe judge as their quarterbacks coach, but it's humiliating that two guys who are Belichick, like protégés, the former special team, like your quarterback coach is the, is a former special teams coach of your own team. And, these the offense doesn't know what to do in these situations. It's it's unbelievable. Joe Burrow could, I think, Pete, and I'd be I'll be curious to know. We can kind of get into the MVP stuff when we get on the on the Chiefs and talk Mahomes. But I mean, Joe Burrow goes in here on Christmas Eve at one o'clock, and the Bills, uh, Patriots, excuse me, the Bills, Bengals, and Chiefs are all playing at one o'clock. Joe Burrow goes in here and lights up Belichick. Like this this game will probably be, um seen in a lot of markets nationally because of you get a lot of the Northeast area. Uh, you're going to get a lot of the Southeast, I think on CBS because the Panthers and Washington team, Washington team are, are playing later. Um, if Burrow has a huge game here, I think he can really put himself in the MVP conversation. And I, I like Burrow a lot in this spot. Yeah. I like Burrow a lot in this spot too. And, and they're getting Hendrickson back. That's big for their defense. And, Look, the Patriots, how do you respond off a disaster like that? I mean, it's just guys point, looking it around. What happened? How does that happen? Uh, Belichick's ultimately responsible for it because you're the head coach. you got to coach him up. Why didn't he take a knee, by the way, and go to overtime? What's the, what's the difference between taking a knee and handing the ball off? It made no sense to me. All you're doing is risking the, the, the fumble or, or well, something if, bad. Going. With the amount of time that was on the clock, a, like a, a handoff is, unless he jailbreaks it to the house, Right. He's not going to do that. Right. It was ridiculous. It was stupid. And so um, I don't know how they respond to that. The Bengals are playing back-to-back road games, but I think offensively they're they're so hard to stop. And this Patriots team isn't good. I mean, they're just not a good – in terms of talent, they don't have a ton of talent. So I'm going to take the Bengals minus the points. I don't make it a best bet, but I'll, make, I'll, I'll take the Bengals. I, I do have the Bengals as a best bet. They're 11-1 and one against the spread in the last 12 they keep catching for backers, even when it looks bleak like it did at, at the first half last week. And uh, they had 3.8 yards for play against Tampa. They were able to come back because they started inside Tampa's 40 on four straight drives during that rally because Tampa just was turning the ball over on downs, turnovers, that type of thing. Um, New England's defense, fifth in yards per play, but a lot of their games have come against backup quarterbacks. They let Vegas roll down the field at the end of that game. Questionable touchdown. You know, and everybody argued about it. I'm sure you guys argued about it on the pod on that touchdown with Keelan Cole before you even get to the nonsense of, of that last play. True. Um, so they still let them get down in that that, that position, though. And um, so I, I don't know. When they face a good offense like this, how are they going to respond? Their defense is third in sack rate. So if the Cincy offensive line has struggles, and they have been better than the second half, but they have had some pockets of, of not playing well. Um, so they could have some success here if the offense avoids dumb turnovers um, like Tampa had in that game. Um, but I'm not sure that the offense can do that because it's the New England offense. They just don't look good. So I think New England's defense can have some success, but Burrow gets there in the end, and the New England offense can't keep up. That's why I like Cincy minus three. I think this line should be closer to six. Yeah, I like Cincy minus three as the best bet as well. It's at uh, minus three, minus 115 on uh, Caesar. You like the Bengals too? <laughs> I do, but RJ, I feel bad for RJ because you're following everything he does. To I don't. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry about me at this point. Like I've got my bets, and like, I, and they're not hitting. Like I'm below five hundred. Well, that's why he's worried about. He's worried about you bringing right. him into your abyss. Look, the Patriots stink. I don't. Think, I don't know how you come back from that loss. Um, Belichick, you know, we're on to Cincinnati. Means you're about to get on to Cincinnati. Like Cincinnati's about to be on to you, buddy. Like the Bengals are playing some great football. Joe Burrow's got a good record in cold weather games. I think, I really do think 
Like he's, you can get him seven to one to win MVP in certain spots, five and a half to one. What would your MVP ballot look like right now? Um, you got to put well, down three right, names this right, year. As of right now, Hertz is still the leader, but if he doesn't play, that kind of changes things. And it hurts Mahomes. Allen. Allen. So Mahomes would be your two right now. Yeah, but Mahomes will over overtake him, though, I think. What what would um and, and Hurt Hurts is out for this game. Apparently. Right, but if he doesn't play a couple weeks. So so if he I mean, played if he plays one more game this year and they win, like he let's say they lose in the count. If they what has to happen? Like, I think Mahomes is going to have a monster day this week, and I think that's going to kind of. Well, he's the he's the, the favorite by a lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, what? All right, like, I guess sort of what me. I am rather than talk about why I'm bad luck or tailing or why I think the Bengals will win. Walk me through what your headspace is because you're an MVP voter. I'm not saying reveal your vote, but like you have to list three names. It's different this year. Five. No, no, oh, five. Oh, that's right. Five for MVP. Three for everything else. That's a, a lot more work, by the way. Um, what, um, what is your, what does your five look like right now? And how do you, like, how do you, you know, I don't know it how it out? looks right now, but I'll give you the, the five names probably are. Who's the fifth? Because Burrow is the fourth. Tyreek. Tyreek. Yeah. Ooh. Rock pretty. <laughs> Can't you make, I mean, seriously, you can make a strong case for Tyreek. Interesting. But you, there's no running. There's no running back you can make a case for. No, the problem is like these quarterbacks are all going to have like good enough stretches to close out the season. I mean, it, 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 it's hurts in no order. Hurts, Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, and and then somebody you pick up Justin Jefferson, I mean, Tyreek, Miles Sanders. Two has kind of played himself out of it, hasn't he? Two is out. Yeah. Yeah. Justin so, Jefferson or Tyreek is like your fifth. I think, and Tyreek is has been the more valuable of the guys. I think so. Um, is, what? So, I, I guess I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out like so do you think that the Buffalo Cincinnati game will knock out one of Burrow or Allen? I mean it depends. What if they both threw for 600 yards and six touchdowns? I mean you don't you can't say that. I'm just trying I just to don't I'm see trying, a situation where Hurts pl- doesn't play the last three games and then yeah. Burrow beats Buffalo and has beaten Buffalo and Kansas City this year and doesn't get MVP. Just to me it just seems like they they rolled at the end of the season except for those last two games. And then he beat the two guys he needs to beat going into the playoffs. Well, but look at his numbers, though. Compare, I mean, where his numbers stand? You look at them comparatively speaking. I mean, and, and if what and if like, what if the Eagles go sixteen and one? And if, if, the Eagles, if the Eagles win their last three games without Hurts, well, what if they win? He comes back. He say misses this one, plays the next two, and they go sixteen and one. Then it's yeah, Hurts. It's hurts. Yeah, I'm talking about a situation where yeah, we're saying doesn't if he play doesn't play game. for the rest of the regular season or plays. Like- or if he doesn't, play, if he doesn't play, because you're he- saying like it's Mahomes now, because Mahomes statistically, I mean, give Mahomes offensive player of the year. I mean, that's going to be Tyreek, obviously. But if we're just talking about stats, that's what that that stat that award is for, I assume. MVP just seems like Burrow goes out and beats Allen, beats Mahomes, and um, in that sense, maybe the Bengals are the number one seed. I don't see how he doesn't get it at that point. Yeah, if if but the- you also have them at both at home too, right? Yep. Well, if the all right, what if the Bills went out and they're the one seed and Hurts doesn't play the rest of the year? What does Allen do the rest of the? What's his? He, he plays. Like? He balls out. He balls out and looks awesome. Uh, he balls out, then he might end up being the MVP. See, I, I think, it's it's I five think, guys. There's five. I, I five. And if you I think there's four guys, and then pick your fifth. Like right. I mean, Tyreek would have to go. Nuclear. Well, it's a quarterback award. It's a quarterback yeah. award. I'm saying. I'm saying that I think it comes down to what team gets the one seed in the AFC. If if Hertz doesn't play, if Hertz plays one more game 
and looks fine, he's probably going to get it. Because he's gonna, you're gonna have him. He's gonna be on everybody's ballot now. It's different. If you're, if you're Hurts, do you do you do everything you can to play to try and get the MVP? Yeah, hell yeah, I do. But within worrying about risking being banged up and not playing in the playoffs or something. I know it's a weird situation. But you know what? You know how I feel about it. What's good for me is good for me. Give me that damn MVP. MVP is good for me when it comes to contract talks. Lions minus two and a half at the Panthers over under forty four. Pete. Down to 43 and a half. Uh, weather in Carolina is going to be kind of nasty, but I, I don't, it's not going to be like Northeast weather. Just be gross. Um, Jared uh, yeah, Goff, I can't. Yeah. Back to back I, can't. I had a hard time with this game. The Lions are playing consecutive road games. The Panthers didn't look good last week at all. They couldn't run the ball. The Lions have been really good against the run lately. Um, so I'm probably going to take the Lions minus the two and a half. I don't love this game. This is Anytime Carolina games are hard to pick for me. They really are. I have a tough time with that team, but uh, I'm going to take the Lions minus the small number. I have Lions as a best bet minus two and a half. Detroit's offense looked like they took a step back last week in cold weather, but that was against the elite Jets defense. It was the most yards the Jets defense allowed since week two and the most pass Mm. yards they allowed since week three. So what looks like a bad game in the context of the Lions is actually a good game in terms of who has played the Jets this year. Um, Carolina's defense, obviously easier to solve than the Jets defense. Middle of the packing yards were played 25th in sack rate. Carolina's offense only had 209 yards against Pittsburgh because you're right, they couldn't run the ball. Detroit's defense has allowed just 50 rush yards to the Jets. Uh, um, to yeah to the Jets and 22 to Minnesota the week before they are run defense playing really well to Pete's point their defense also has eight sacks in the last two games so this is an easier matchup for Donald this week after what he went through against Pittsburgh but it's not really easy because the, the, the Detroit defense is playing well so if Detroit is a good team and I think they've proven now that they are a good team uh, in top 10 in my power ratings plus one and a half above average um, then they should be able to beat a bad team on the road um, laying less than two and a half so I, I love Detroit here I have no idea what to do with this game. I, it's, a good, it's a great point on the Jets, though. Like, the Lions are just good. I really want them to get in the playoffs. The only concern is now I really want the Packers to get in the playoffs now, too. So I don't know whether I want the Packers or the Lions. I mean, the Lions are like the happier feel-good story. Uh, the Packers, with Aaron Rodgers getting in, would be potentially financially much more uh, interesting for me. Took the Packers to win the NFC title, 100-1. to Why not? When did you uh, do that? Uh, before the before Monday Night Football. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, we'll get to, we'll get the Packers in a minute. Anyway, uh, yeah. I, whatever. This I don't. I th- I think the Lions probably win, but it wouldn't shock me if Carolina pulled an upset here. Two two back to back road games in nasty weather for the Lions. Used to play in that dome. Texans at the Titans. Titans minus three. Another robust total over under thirty five and a half. Titans get a little bit of steam here. Ryan Tannehill reportedly, I don't think it's official yet. It's reportedly out for the year. It's expected he's done for the season. Malik Willis the rest of the way. Uh, this is a Titans defense and Derrick Henry special, Pete. Yeah, uh, look, he's going to run for a bunch of yards, but I think the Texans are playing better, and I just can't trust Malik Willis here. I like the Texans anyways in this game, and the number was, what, five, and it dropped to three. Didn't it with that news? I think it dropped from five to three. Yeah, it's minus three, minus one twenty. Yeah, it, it it was like five when it wasn't sure who was going to start, and then it's three. Yeah. Like it it was up to it was eight and a half on the look ahead seven when this, he was hurt. This game then, means nothing to the to the Titans. Nothing. It means zero. What? Doesn't they can lose the next two and they beat Jacksonville and they win the division? Yeah, but if the okay. Jaguars lose, we don't know what happened on Thursday. 
when people are listening to this podcast. But I'm saying all they have to do is win the last game of the year and they're the playoffs. They're in the playoffs, period. But you can so, get in the playoffs without yeah, you can you can. sooner than that. Yeah, I get it. But uh I just think when you look at the look at the Titans, I think they're playing bad football. I don't know what the Chargers did last week. That was a disaster. They, they they went against that defense and had 14 points until that laser shot down the field late in the game. It was terrible, but they chargered. Um, but I'm going to take the Texans plus the point. Best bet. I think they hang around in this game. Uh, Malik Willis has to show it to me before I can back him. I have best bet the other way. Titans minus three. Tennessee outgained Houston 354 yards to 161. And that was with Willis at quarterback uh, in that game. That first game, it was his first start. Had 40 net pass yards. Didn't have to do anything because Derrick Henry ran all over Houston. They had over 300 rushing yards in the game as a team. Tennessee's offense has scored more than 17 just twice since week five. So, I mean, it, it, I can understand this low total, even if the weather isn't isn't a uh, mitigating factor here um, because they haven't been playing well. Houston does continue to fight, but they were outgained by Kansas City in yardage, 502 yards to 219. So the score really didn't reflect how the game went. I mean, they got beat up and down the field and just happened to be close when once the, the score and got to overtime somehow. Uh, Tennessee won in Houston, nearly won in Kansas City with Willis at quarterback. I'm not writing them off as a win here, even though he's not going to do anything as a passer. I mean, with the weather, you probably don't want him doing much as a passer anyway. So I think Titans will win. I think this number got a little too far down. I would have left it at the four and a half, five range. I got Titans minus three. He's the best bet too. Sorry, RJ. Uh, just such as life. Look, I like the Titans. I like the, the Bengals this week. Here's the deal. Derrick Henry, career stats against the Tennessee Titans. I mean, excuse me, against the Houston Texans. 11 games, 202 carries, 1,254 yards at 6.2 yards per carry, 11 touchdowns, 114 yards per game. And that is, if you include, that's including when the Titans erroneously didn't use him early in his career, a, a game of three carries with nine yards, a game of 15 carries for 65 yards in the final game of the season, uh, in, tw- in his rookie season, a game of six carries for seven yards. Weird. Um, I guess J.J. Watt was still there or something. And then, um, he finally had a big game against him in his uh, fourth game, 11 carries, 109 yards, which is almost 10 yards per carry. He destroys this team. They are horrible against the run. They know – you say it doesn't mean anything to him. I think it does mean something to him. Like, they got it. They're on a skid, man. Four, four straight losing games. You know, he fired a GM. It, you know, you lose your quarterback. There's one guy you can you can, you can can do – you've heard Mike Rabel say it in the in the locker room. He's like – we have something that no one else in this league has. Derrick Henry. This is a Derrick Henry explosion game. And I think he has 200 plus rushing yards. Take the over on his rushing yards all the way up to 200. And then we buy people presents. Yeah, you see all they have, all they have to do is win the last game at Jacksonville. But if they lose back-to-back, especially one of them to Houston at home with Malik Willis at quarterback, they don't feel good going into that Jacksonville game. So No, I know. But I mean, I'm saying on paper, that's all they have to do. Right. But like, couldn't they – they can win – Yes, they could lock it up before that. Yes. It's just you can't flip the switch off and then play badly and then flip the switch on for that last game, I don't think, and, no. and have any confidence. Well, I mean, they haven't, played, they haven't played well in, in, in five but weeks. If you, look at the, if you look at the Titans, um, uh, I'm trying to get there. If you look at who they, who they played this year, it, um, it was uh, like, sorry, I should bring it up. It's, they lost to the Giants and the Bills early on. They beat the Raiders, Colts, Commanders, Colts again. Texans, Broncos, and then they 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 beat the Packers, which is like that's basically their best win. They haven't beaten anybody that is a playoff caliber team yet this season. They're they're secretly like we thought they were good, and Vrabel's doing a great job coaching them. And maybe he is, 
but like they're not a good team. No, they're not a good team. They're not, However, they, have a bad, are, they have a bad offensive line, too. Texans are a worse team, though. Yeah, Derek Henry's going to run wild in this one. I like the Titans. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, Patrick Mahomes laid 10 points against Pro Bowl caliber quarterback Geno Smith. What? Next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The Chiefs minus 10 against the Seahawks. Gino Smith. Congrats, Gino. Eugene Cyril Smith III made his first Pro Bowl. Pump for him. Good for him. Good for the voters. Uh, shame on the, the Pro Bowl voters for not putting Christian McCaffrey in. That's my only real complaint, I think. Oh, and uh, there's somebody for the – oh, James Bradbury maybe for the Eagles deserves to be in, but you know, we're, you know, we're nitpicking here. Um, yeah, just saying. Eight Eagles in there on the Pro Bowl teams. Uh, Chiefs laying 10. Eight, and this is a huge number, Pete. Uh, total 49 and a half. Yeah, that, that's why I'm going to the total. Uh, I'm going to take I'm going to take the over. I know the weather – I looked at the weather. Um, like we said early in the show, it's not going to be that bad there. It's going to be cold, but it's not going to be windy. And I, I think when you look at that Seattle defense, they, they've taken their typical step back that we didn't think they would take after midway through the season when they got better. Uh, they're back to being not good. And I think the Chiefs will come home after two lackluster road games and show off. Uh, and Seahawks will get some – because Chiefs defense isn't playing well either. Um, I think the Chiefs the, – the Seahawks will get some big plays down the field as well. So I'll take the over 49 as a best bet for me. Yeah, Chiefs gave up 52 points combined at Denver and Houston last two weeks. I mean, what are you doing? If you're, you're you're supposed to be a Super Bowl contender, you just can't do that against those two teams. They need to stop turning the ball over, give teams short fields like they did to Denver to let them back in that game. Um, with Seattle, the only game Seattle's lost by more than seven were against the elite San Francisco defense. The Chiefs aren't at that level right now. I think they can backdoor cover if they need it. Ten is way too many now that it's it's got up to ten. My leanest is Seattle. I'm probably going to play Seattle. I just want to see if it goes up anymore. Ten and a half would be great to get here, even though my power rating, say the line should be a little higher. I just think Seattle has backdoor potential with Geno, even with Tyler Lockett out, and the Chiefs defense isn't playing well enough to cover these big numbers. Yeah, the um, 10's too much. Not a best bet or anything for me, and I, I tend to like the over as well with, with uh, Pete something up, but I mean, I Don't it's one up. of those lines where it's like it, it, so your power ratings have it, it should be like more than 10? I have it 11 and a half. Um, <laughs> I have the Chiefs as, um, let me look at it right now. I have the Chiefs as seven and a half points above average. Seattle at minus two and a half because that defense is playing bad. They have the, the locket injury. And then you throw in Chiefs home field, it gets it to 11 and a half for me. Man, I mean, I, you just have to. I think in 2022, especially if you got weather concerns, you just have to take the 10 points. Like, I mean, you just don't see that many blowouts. We said, we saw a team out by 33 and they lost. 
Like, do you see that last week? I believe it was um, no fifteen. The first fifteen games all finished within eleven points. And it was the first time ever they'd had fifteen games within eleven points. So the, it Packers broke, the Packers were twelve, weren't they? Yeah, it would have broken the record if the Packers oh. had done it too, and then it was twelve. So and whether a missed extra or to the Rams, Rams missed an extra point too. Right. Yeah. Well, the Packers sat on the ball at the end of the game too. At for the sure, for sure. Yard line. Right. I mean, yes, to, to the uh, disturbance of many TFS players and uh, and fantasy players with Aaron Jones. Um, and one of those games, Chiefs up 27 nothing at halftime. Like, th- this team is not – the defense not playing the way that they need it to. Uh, they will let Gino sw- sling it around. Uh, my dad has a fantasy uh, question. He's not, he's not in the chat or anything. He just asked me. I'm curious what you guys think. Ken Walker or David Montgomery? Uh, I would say Walker. I believe Montgomery Herbert's coming back, um, so he's going. So Montgomery's oh. going to split. Um, Fields is going to get his rushing yards too. So it's going to be a run-heavy game plan for yeah. Chicago anyway. There's just a lot of sharing there. Where Ken Walker probably isn't sharing at all. Does, does Walker need to plays. practice on Thursday? Because the game is Saturday. If he if he's not questioned, I mean, if he's active, then play him. If he yeah, isn't active, then play, play the other guy. Okay, so if he's active, you know Walker. How, if not, yeah. Back. You know how teams go in and play the Chiefs, do they say, oh, we're going to run the ball to keep them off the field? Yeah. That always backfires. Well, yeah, but I mean, I mean, Andrew talking about Pete Carroll, who's just not afraid to run the football. But I mean, Walker, Walker's pretty involved in the passing game, too, like relatively speaking. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Thank you. Commanders at the 49ers. Niners minus seven. Get a little juice on the, uh, the commanders there. Over under 38 for us. It's dipped down to 30. Seven and a half. I can't imagine that the bomb cyclone is getting all the way out to San Francisco. This is just a game between Brock Purdy and, and Taylor Heineke and two pretty good defenses, right? Well, the 49ers defense is great. I mean, they played like they have 12 guys on the field. It's absolutely incredible. They cover I, so I, I much. I read that line in your power rankings. I like that. They play so much. They cover so much ground. I mean, the, you know, it's almost – it's a lot like those old Seattle defenses. When you can rush with, you know, four and the linebackers can fly and run to the ball, you cover the whole field, and that's what they do. So I, I think that, look, Heineke's been a little shaky hearing rumblings that he might be replaced. You know, they've they've mentioned that possibility. Um, so Wentz? Yeah. You did, I don't you think they want to give up that second-round pick for Wentz. They, they yeah, play well, Wentz anymore. You have to. Good. If you're in a playoff race, you might. Yeah. Um, and so I think I'm going to take the 49ers. I'm not going to lay the seven. I'm going to give them, close it out as one of them, the other part of my teaser and lay it minus one, 49ers minus one. So your teaser is Ravens and 49ers, correct? Yeah. Okay. I like that. Um, my lean is Washington plus seven, just with such a low total. It's, I think it's hard to cover a big number. Washington's offense having trouble scoring touchdowns consistently. And they're up against this elite San Francisco defense that Pete's talking about. But Washington's defense is getting Chase Young back first game. That's going to give them a lift, um, having him back on the field. And they already haven't given up more than 21 points since week four. So I don't think the San Francisco offense could run away even without Chase Young on the field. Now it's going to make it difficult for Purdy. He, he's been good. Um, so, you know, I thought maybe he'd come back to earth on the road in his first road start last week. Didn't really happen. So so I'm not projecting he's going to be terrible or anything. I just think that Washington defense is good enough to to make this total seem, you know, right, you know, at 37 and a half now. And it's just hard to, get, to cover that big of a number here. So I think Washington could score 13 and just play good defense and maybe cover this number. So I would lean Washington, but I, I don't have it as a best bet. Yeah, I um, it's an ugly game. Fortnite's defense, man. I mean, it, they're unbelievable. They really are unbelievable. And Heineke, the way that Heineke plays too, like, like you say, he could, he could steal something on the back door, but he's also – like completely unafraid to 
give the ball up and 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 the Niners will will flip it on you very quickly in terms of a turnover. I, I I'll pass in the game, but I think I leaned I I lean Commanders plus seven just because again seven points in this in this league hashtag this league in twenty twenty two uh, just feels like the the move to make Raiders and Steelers. Golly, these games Steelers minus two and a half a total of thirty eight and a half. Derek Carr uh, is this is this a weather game, RJ? So it has to be a weather game, right? It's it's going to be cold, below freezing temperatures. Derek Carr is terrible, below forty degrees, yep. um, and especially below freezing. Four starts in his career, lost all of them. Stat statistics are bad. I don't know that the wind's going to be as massive as in other games. I believe it's projected in that ten to fifteen mile an hour range. So the wind won't like destroy passing games, but um, it just Derek Carr in the cold. You love you love fading that situation. Okay. Yep. Uh, Pete, you uh, you going back to the Steelers here? Uh, yes, I am. Uh, you know, look, it's going to be a, an emotional night for the Steelers, eh, with all the Franco Harris stuff oh, and right. retirement and everything else. Uh, but I think, you know, the outside stuff, you know, the Raiders, that's not who they are. I mean, I just think that uh, Carr is going to wilt in the in – the, in the, and that defense played outstanding last week against Carolina. They're getting back to what they were. I know the Raiders are a better offense, but I'm, I'm going to take the Steelers minus the two and a half. Not a best bet, but I like them. I have Steelers minus two and a half as a best bet. Can't wait for that George Pickin massive catch that he's going to make. And everybody's going to Franco Harris, immaculate reception, yada, yada. And then George Pickens Ooh. is just going to have like the best catch of the year. You know, he, you know, he's going to be feeling it there. New England's offense ran all over Vegas's defense. Pittsburgh's offense has 150 plus rush yards, three of their last four. The run game should be better with Kenny Pickett back under center here as well. Vegas defense excelled on third down against New England, two of 13. Pittsburgh's offense was 12 of 16 on third down versus Carolina and their eighth on third down rate on the year. So I think that they have the edge here. Pittsburgh's defense elite versus the run that puts the ball in Carr's hands where he's, you know, terrible in freezing temperatures. Pittsburgh also has the huge coaching advantage here, even though, um, you know, McDaniels is kind of hit or miss in terms of coaching. You kind of need somebody to, to, to melt away on the other side of the field for him to get a win, uh, like in that Patriots game. So I think everything points here to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Pittsburgh winning this. Well, it's, it's the, yeah, it's whatever's yeah, going yeah, on there, but so I think Pittsburgh wins this game minus two and a half. Love that, that it's down to two and a half again. Um, so I have it as the best bet. Yeah. Give me Pittsburgh as well. Cole. I mean, look, Cole, I, I'm not uh, cold weather, Derek Carr. It's an auto. Like the, I mean, I, I used to think Jared Goff was the same way and I don't, I still not totally sold that, he, that he's not, but I mean, it makes sense. Like you grew up playing in California in the, in high school and then you play in college in California and then you spend your pro career playing in California and, and move to Vegas. Like, you know, you just, you know, you, you don't see that many of these cold weather games. And as we point out, his, his record in the cold weather is just terrible. And there's nothing you could do about it. You know, it's tough to play in the cold weather. And uh, when you're a Cali boy, Pittsburgh, emotionally charged, blue collar town against a Cali that's, boy. It's going to be, that's going to be a, I'm telling you, that's going to be a big deal. Yeah. Those people love Franco, man. Yeah, that place will be loud, dude. Packers at the Dolphins. Stinky, stinky line here, Pete. Dolphins minus four. A total of 49 and a half that has actually creeped up. Uh, Aaron Rodgers pointed out he is very excited about playing in Miami on Christmas. And he has, to me, Pete, a little glint, a look in his eye that says, I know if I go down to Miami and win, I got two games at home against division rivals that I have dominated for the past decade plus to get into the, possibly get into the playoffs. You see the same look? I do. 
I see it. I absolutely see it. And uh, look, I know he wasn't great the other night, but you, you're starting to see it. He knew exactly what they had coming up. He mentioned it in his postgame press conference. He's well aware. He's mentioned 2010. Remember, they got on a run and they won their last two, got in and got hot. So he's well aware of that. I, and, and I just don't like the way the Miami defense plays. I think he's going to have a lot of points. I, I was going to take over here as well. But I stayed away from it because I have another over. But I'm going to take I'm going to take the Packers plus the four here. I think they hang around this game. I do think it gets loose, um, and, and I think it's going to be a little high scoring. But I'll take the Packers plus the four. Yeah, I can see the, the argument arguments for both sides here. My power rating has Miami minus six, so I would want I'm leaning that way. But I just don't want to lock it in um, with uh, Miami playing well below where in uh, that rating is is I had it a lot higher um, a few weeks back when Tua was healthy and still concerns with him. I mean, they didn't have to do a ton in that Buffalo game. It was all the ground game and and Green Bay is 30th in rush yards for play on defense against the run. So I think they should go back to that. Um, they had a similar matchup advantage against uh, the Chargers there and they didn't take advantage of it. So who mm. knows if that's going to be the plan. Um, but Green Bay's defense coming off a great game. It was, it was against possibly the worst offense in the league with the Raiders over with the Rams injuries all around um they had allowed 400 plus yards in four straight prior including against tennessee and chicago not exactly you know shootout type of teams so i think miami can do whatever it wants offensively probably in this game um green bay's offense wasn't that impressive against the rams but of course like you said sat on the lead um miami's defense could leave the back door open that's why i didn't want to make it a best bet at minus four but if it gets down to three and a half i'm going to be thinking about it i got packers as a best bet i think they went out right you know, Rogers, uh, you, you heard me in the post game press conference, like both of them. Lisa, he's talking to Lisa Salter. She's like, You know, your last three opponents all above 500 goes, but one's at one's 500. She was like, She was like, Wait, what? And he's like, He's like, d- like distinctly talking about the Lions. He gets up to the podium after that. And he's like, You know, some of us, you know, maybe like to look ahead when you get the buy, you get a little time off, you're checking out the standings. He's like, You see a little path that way. And then, this art, you know, the article comes out from Kalen Kaler of the Athletic, talking about Aaron Rodgers' signals, and how it's difficult to be a rookie wide receiver with the Packers, and how Rodgers, like, I, I don't, I'm not, I don't, not, I don't want to. He litigate. called it a nothing burger. He called right, exactly. I'm not trying to. I'm not. I'm not trying to litigate whether or not it was a anything about the article or about Rodgers. But Rodgers goes on Pat McAfee's show, calls it a nothing burger and horse bleep, and. McAfee actually like did like a breakdown of like video by like video breakdown of like reading it out loud. Um, the point being is like you made Aaron Rodgers mad and he was already like motivated anyway to try and st- sneak in the playoffs. I, I, I just think I know that we're not supposed to say, well, it's just when Rodgers is acting like this, the Packers are winning games. Like if they, they win, the, if they win Sunday, they're in because I think they win the next two at home. I, I concur. And I think he knows that. And it's Christmas. And he's got a little swagger about him. Give me the Packers plus four best bet. Broncos minus two and a half oh, no. at the Rams. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> now you're trailing mine. Uh, this one's getting a little steamed up. Might get to three. Broncos minus two and a half, Pete. Oh, this is I'm- the uh, this is the Nickelodeon game. Make sure you get Paramount Plus. Use uh, You get first month free probably if you sign up. I don't know if there's a promo. Yeah, code. Because, because the game should be covered in slime. Yeah. I, Pete. <laughs> Do you know how awesome it would be if Russell Wilson plays in this game and having never gotten an MVP vote, having definitely not getting one this year, despite the fact that it's expanded to five names and he wins an MVP and gets slimed all over him in a totally meaningless fashion. I feel like he might like decline the MVP. No, that would be classic cheese for him. He would be right basking it. I don't know, man. 
Come on. He would bask in it. Broncos yeah. country. Let's slime. Uh, yeah, let's slime. <laughs> Give me a break. I hope um, he says that. That'd be great. Look, the, the Rams aren't good right now. Nobody, everybody knows that. They are home, though. And what are the Broncos playing for? Nothing. So in this scenario, when you got Christmas Day, you got a team that's playing for nothing. You got one that's also playing for nothing, but at least they're home. And you're going to give me points. I'm going to take the Rams as a best bet. I, I just am not. I think McVay's a better coach. Uh, I'm going to take plus two and a half in the Rams. Yeah, if it gets to three, I like the Rams too. I have them as a teaser. Um, teasing them with both the Bucks in one teaser and the Saints in the other teaser. Denver was losing six to three at home at halftime to a bad Arizona defense. Cole McCoy gets hurt early third quarter. They're able to to win that game. You know when the Arizona kind of gives up second time in a row and their quarterback gets hurt. Rams offense just 156 yards against a mediocre Green Bay defense. That Baker buzz seemed to be premature. It died down pretty quickly after that game. Um, but if McVay isn't an awful coach, if he's a good coach, like Pete's saying, Rams have the coaching advantage here and they have home field advantage. Um, and I don't think you can lay points with Denver on the road with how they've played um, this year. So I think the best bet is to tease the Rams up to eight and a half. And if it does get to three, I would like the Rams then. All in. RJ's all in on Baker Mayfield. Love him. And Ben Skoranek. Is Skoranek out now too? He's, he's hurt. hurt. Golly, can't catch a break. Ah, you, you win the Super Bowl. I mean, this it's the worst, a, probably the worst record ever post Super Bowl, but you know, you take it if you win the Super Bowl. All two two outwell game. I, I do think it could be a two two outwell game. It's supposed to be all freaking that pass interference probably cost me in showdown, man. Come on, Just go back and catch the ball two two. Bucks minus seven and a half at the Cardinals over under forty and a half. Tom Brady, <laughs> Tom Brady in the below five hundred bucks laying more than a touchdown on the road against Trace McSorley. Welcome to Week Sixteen, everybody. Yeah, I don't have the best bet on this game, but I, I, I'm, I'm victim of this, and I know everybody else is too. At some point, the Bucks are going to get it going. At some point, Tom Brady's going to look like Tom Brady. Well, he hadn't yet. Maybe this is the game. So, I, if I had to pick it, and I don't have the best bet on it, I'm, I'm going to take the Bucks minus the points. I'm not taking Trace McSorley. Yeah, I gave up on that thread of the Bucks are going to turn it around like six weeks ago. Um, I just you, at some point they are what they are. But this is a fair line with McSorley at quarterback. Tampa Bay's defense allowed just three point eight yards per play against Cincinnati. Problem is those turnovers on those four consecutive drives they allowed twenty four points on just ninety six yards, and you're not going to do that against the Cardinals. Um, Tampa Bay's offense not going to turn over the ball a ton here against a mediocre Arizona defense that's toast. Nothing to play for. Third string quarterback in McSorley has three interceptions and twenty nine pass attempts and was bad in the preseason. So that means. This is Tampa Bay defensive touchdown and, and covering pretty easily, I think. Um, but at seven and a half, I would have laid it you know, before it got to the seven and a half. Arizona one and six at home down to third string quarterback. They're going to get hammered. Um, so tease it, tease it with the Rams, tease it with the Saints. And those are my three teasers. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I, by the way, it, the, the, the Tom Brady stuff reminds me of the, you know, that arrested development meme where it's like, <laughs> it's like, you know, Tobias and uh, Lindsay are talking, and he's like, he's like, you know, I advise many of my clients. He's like, I told my clients to you know, try this open relationship. He's like, she's like, well, did it work for them? No, no, it never worked for them. But it might work for us. Like, I keep telling myself every week that Tom Brady's going to flip a switch, and I do think if they get in the playoffs, he can do something. That's Tom Brady. Tom Brady, and Aaron Rodgers. I wouldn't want to be playing Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. So if the Cowboys go to the, to the Bucks in week one, in week one of the playoffs, you're going to take the Bucks. To win, I might. I mean, I'm, I mean, I, I might. I mean, I might too. I think I have to at this point just for like brand awareness because I've been beating this drum. Wilson, Ray Wilson's been 
like thrashing me every week on the on the pod. He's like, "Oh my gosh, you're gonna tell me how Tom Brady can win?" I'm like, "Well, it's Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Like he gets in the playoffs. It's Tom Brady." Is it though? Have we seen Have we seen Tom Brady? I mean, at, at any point this year, physically, no. it is Tom Brady. Yeah, the person inhabiting that body is Tom Brady. Correct. But I just I mean, it is possible he's been inhabited by aliens for the last 20 years and they finally left. All right, let's get through some quick hitters. Bills at the Bears over under 40. Gross. Actually ticked up half a point. Um, this could be a man. I would lead to the Bills, but I'll tell you what, after what happened with the Eagles last week, because um, I had them, I thought they would uh, uh, I thought they would cover that number. They got the back door. I'll take Buffalo, but I don't love it. I like the Bills, uh, the Bears earlier in the week at plus nine, at plus eight. It's it's just a lean there. I don't really want to tease the Bills, and what's going to be an extreme weather game. Wins could be nearly as bad as the Browns game. That's thirty two and a half total, and this is forty and a half. So it seems like under is a pretty good play here, um, especially you know if you want to play the Buffalo side of it, since their number is going to be a lot higher um, because they're favored by a lot. Um, Buffalo's won by more than eight just once since week eight. Their defense struggled with Miami's rush offense. I don't know what they're going to do against a Chicago rush offense. So I would lean to the Bears. I would lean to the under. Yeah. Same, no best bet here. I I want I got Josh Allen MVP futures from before the season, and I added some more uh, recently. So I would like Josh Allen to have a monster game here. I think he can. Bears defense not good. I also think. Do you think with the with the Jalen Hurts injury that the Bills will try to be? I mean, not not the like. Does it make them more cognizant about trying no. not to? Okay, no. no, they're trying to win games. They're in a battle for the number one seed. True. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, battle, yeah, battle for the number one seed. This game's at one o'clock, man. Same time. I'm telling you, them and the Chiefs and the Bengals, somebody's going to pull ahead in that MVP race, especially if Jalen Hurts doesn't play. Speaking of Hurts, Eagles at the Cowboys. Cowboys minus five, up to five and a half now. Total 47, up to 47 and a half. Um, Gardner Minshew, Pete, I know you want to back him. Minshew Mania returns. Uh, no, I, I take the Cowboys here. Uh, look, um, I, I just think the Eagles' offense changes entirely. It's a different offense with Minshew in the game. He can't run. So the run game might be limited a little bit. Um, and so I'll take the Cowboys. They, they have to show something. They haven't been very good the last couple of weeks. Uh, I don't love this game, but I would lean to the Cowboys. I dropped Philly to plus three in my power rating. Still seems kind of high. I had them as number one team in the league. That C plus three seems high. That's where I have San Francisco. And I just, I don't know if you can argue that Brock Purdy's better than Gardner Minshew. You know, just he has the experience. Um, he's been able to win games there. To me, that that rating makes the line minus six. So slight value on the Cowboys at this number. But I just think that the supporting cast is so good around Gardner Minshew and Philly, both on offense and defense, even if he's not running the same offense. It's just they can't be laying that many points. So I would lean to Philly at plus five and a half. Third straight road game for Philly, but they can cover against the spread as dogs. Miami just did that against Buffalo when they were they were laying too many points or catching too many points in that game. I got Eagles as the best bet. Too many points. Every reaction. I'd like to get I mean, you'd like to get like the seven that was out there before it came flying back. Um, you know, I'd probably wait on it if it creeps up a little bit just because of uh, – yeah, you know, like once because Hertz officially out. I think Billy said he is officially out. Yes. Okay, he's yeah. officially out. All right. So, um, yeah, maybe it just sits at five and a half. Five and a half. And five and a half is fine. The, the Minshew, the, this team is just good. The team is loaded, and Minshew's fine. Minshew's capable. They can do some stuff that they do with Hertz. They can pound Miles Sanders. They'll stay, they'll stay with the Cowboys. Nothing would be a bigger slap in the face to the Cowboys who had looked ahead past the Jaguars for this game than beating them with their backup quarterback and really sending Jerry Jones into a Christmas tailspin. Chargers, 
Minus four and a half at the Colts. Over under 46. That total has dropped down a half a point. Looks like the uh, Chargers might creep up to five here, Pete. Yeah, the greatest accident in the history of the league is back playing quarterback again for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, that's what he is, Nick Foles. He's an accident. It was one, one, one two-game run, and everybody thinks he's a, was, thought he was Jacksonville pay, overpaid him like idiots. Uh, he, he's not very good. He's not any better than Matt Ryan. I'm going to take the Chargers here. My, and I don't love the game. Here's why. At some point, do the Chargers charger? Didn't last year they charger yeah. against against Houston on the road late this year? Was that week 16 last year, 17, right? They lost. Then they lose to the Texans on the road last year. Had no business doing that. Um, but I'm still going to take him here because I think that the Colts are that bad. And, and I think that they've packed it in after what happened last week. Chargers. Chargers' biggest winning margin since week four is six points, and that week four game was against the Texans. They're just unable to blow out teams. They play down to the level of competition all the time. And you can stick a fork in Indy after that historic collapse, no Taylor at running back, changing quarterbacks, um, but the Chargers just don't run away from teams. Uh, so I don't see Indy scoring a lot here, so I'm just going to assume Chargers don't score a lot. My lean would be to the under. Oh, you're getting booed because you're, you're, you're fading the Colts and Nick Foles. Can we get can we get over Nick Foles? This guy, I, I mean – by the way, the, the uh, if you, you watch New Heights, that the Kelsey podcast, or, or listen to New Heights, the Kelsey podcast, it's really good. Um, they were doing like super, like who's the best like all time Super Bowl MVP, and like Jason Kelsey proceeded to make like a thirty second Nick uh, big Nick uh, like like it was he the way that he made the joke. You're like, okay, I see this is that is not a uh, not an urban legend, Mr. Kelsey. Um, I would lean Chargers too. You know why? Because Nick Foles is Nick Foles. He ain't winning anything on Monday night. Get out of here. Boo me away. Or don't boo me. Whatever. Uh, I don't have anything for a re- revenge parlay. Got any look aheads for next week, OJ? Yeah, since he is plus one and a half at home against Buffalo. Since he's 11 and one against the spread, like I said earlier, I don't see whether home dogs against anyone, even against Buffalo. I have him as a half point behind Buffalo in power ratings, getting one and a half points for home field. It should be minus one. I don't see how, how they should be underdogs, especially one and a half um, in that matchup. Dig it. All right. Pete's best bets. Packers plus four. Chiefs. Oh, look, look at that. Billy elevating his game. Packers plus four. Chiefs Seahawks over 49. Giants plus four. A teaser with the 49ers minus one and the Ravens minus one. Rams plus two and a half. Texans plus three. I mentioned the Billy thing. You can see our best bets on YouTube. Um, if you are so inclined to do that, youtube.com slash pick six. All episodes there. Streaming live all the time. RJ's best bets. Tennessee minus three, Cincy minus three, Detroit minus two and a half, Pittsburgh minus two and a half, Saints, Cleveland under 32 and a half, Baltimore team total under 21 and a half, a T3 teasers, New Orleans plus Tampa Bay, the Rams plus the New Orleans, so the Ram, so the Saints plus the Bucks, the Rams plus the Saints, the Rams plus the Bucks. A little round, is that a round robin teaser technically? Pretty much, yeah. Can you, can you make that, can you put that in like a, in a way that, would turn into like a multi-level parlay. Round robin parlays are fun. You just put in three separate teasers. I mean, you can put in all the three teasers together, and I believe it's plus 140, 160, somewhere around there. Um, but yeah. I'd rather just do three three legs, expect to win at least two of them, and be positive anyway. Gotcha. And my best bets, Bengals minus three, Titans minus three, Steelers minus two and a half, Packers plus four, and Eagles plus five. Very simple card. That's like a super uh, super contest card for me. Five and this week. Guarantee it or your money back. That'll do it for us. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Happy holidays to you and yours. 
May you finally dodge a lump of coal this year, Pete. No, it's coming. It comes every year. <laughs> <laughs> for uh, for Pete, for RJ, I'm Brenton. Happy holidays, everybody. Thanks it's for listening. Oh, my God. Santa here? I know him. <laughs> See you guys later. See ya. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.